Hi everyone, it's me, and I'm back with this week's episode of my Best Vintage Life podcast. My name is Bridget Morawski, and this is my co-host Art Bazarkanian, and we are here with a fun-filled episode this week because we are allowing Art to tell us some amazing stories. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> some of them are inappropriate, but um, it is oh, what it I is. I haven't even told you the good ones yet. Oh God. All right. Well, hey, if you're offended, you don't have to listen, I guess, right? Yeah, turn it off. You have that choice. Yeah. I cannot reach... And turn it back on. Okay. You. I'm just going to quick do our show notes you. before we get into your great stories. I'll do them really quick. If you have any questions, wholesale order questions, podcast questions, concerns, email us admin, admin at my best vintage life podcast.com, admin at my best vintage life podcast.com. We have uh, social media accounts, TikTok and Instagram. Follow along on there. Lots of great free content for you to enjoy. Is it the birds? The bird is sitting on a fucking owl. No, it's not. It is. I put one of those owls on top of his um, SUV to scare this bird that's been shitting on his car away, and now the bird's sitting on the owl. He's sitting on the owl. I'm shooting him. No, no, no. Scaring him. <sighs> Our website is my best vintage. Does life anybody podcast. have a falcon I can hire? www.mybestvintagelifepodcast.com for our website. You can sign up there. We have a great newsletter that goes out once a month for vintage resellers. Very concise and fun. You can purchase mentor sessions there. You can purchase a one, three, or six session package. That is for video call, one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions with me. If you want to take advantage of that, now is a great time, especially if you're looking to build your business or get some extra help with your resale business. You can shop there. I just sourced some new fun vintage fashion books. Excited about that. I'll be adding those to the website and our wholesale FAQs are there. If you have any questions about purchasing vintage wholesale through us, please thoroughly read those before you reach out. And don't forget to rate and review us. Um, you can do so on the Apple Podcast app or via Pod Chaser. So two options for you there. We love getting reviews. Reviews put us out there for other people to find us. So if you found us beneficial or if you've learned from us, somebody else may have the opportunity to do so from you writing a great review. It's all about the algorithms, my friends. And uh, obsession at the moment. Do you have one, Art? No. No, no. I got myself a facial steamer. That's been, nice. It's been a treat yourself month for me. You've been looking a lot younger. Well. So it's the steamer. Okay. It's the steamer because. I mean, you look like you're 13. I you didn't, went from 19 to 13. <laughs> well, Scary. I didn't realize living in such a dry, arid climate, what that does to your skin. I mean, I know it makes what? your skin dry. Have you not seen me? But I didn't know what it could do for like wrinkles. And it's unreal, like how like my fine lines and wrinkles disappear with the facial steamer. And I'll be honest with you, it's like one of the top rated ones. Uh, it was fifty bucks. That's it. Fifty bucks, yeah. Fifty you... bucks to look thirteen. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I refuse to do Botox or anything like that. I'm against those sorts of things. If you do that, no judgment. Just not my cup of tea. So. I had to find a cheaper, more non-evasive, invasive, invasive way. Invasive. Invasive. Yeah. yeah. Evasive would be running away. Like me. Yeah. So um, I love my facial steamer. If you're looking to look a little younger and treat yourself, have a little spa day, it takes like five minutes and you can look five years younger. So maybe even 10, depending on what kind of palette you're starting with. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. So I'll settle for like looking like last year <laughs> okay that's fair so we do have two ad reads which i'll come back to later and a new patron which i'll come back to later so art why don't you tell a few stories and then we'll stop for our first ad okay so okay go ahead oh and by the way art's birthday is this monday the 18th so please wish him well and wish him a happy birthday if you have the oh, chance that's so sweet thank you you're welcome did you get any nice birthday gifts Yes, I have. Okay. I've gotten a couple of very nice things. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and those two things being from you, which are very much appreciated. Well, and I, last I year them. I was very late with Art's birthday gift. So this year I made a promise that I'd be two weeks early. So I've been giving him, I gave him two gifts spaced out. So. Yeah. Beautiful okay. stuff. Every time now I look at my new watch. Yeah. I think of you saying, where are you? We need to do this. We That's need right. to do that. Yeah. Be on time. Be on time. All right. So there were so many to choose from. 
So I tr- started to think the things that still make me laugh, sometimes they just pop in my head and I just lose it. So I thought, okay, those would be the ones. And some of them are incredibly subjective. So if you don't find them funny, too bad. Try really well, hard. Well, and some of them you need a visual with too. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So the very list, the first one you you need the visual, but so you just you just work with me here. You need to conceptualize. <laughs> All right. So we're boarding up. Me and my brother uh, in the old days before we had kids, we used to do a lot of buying trips. And plus, as you know, Rafi had the I say the privilege and luxury of living in different cities around the country. Well, I, I was always stuck in California. He got to live in Seattle, Philadelphia, Atlanta. So that's pretty much, you know, almost every corner of the states, which was great. Yeah. Um, so this was a time where we uh, were flying back to Atlanta uh, because after Roth moved back to California, he still had connections there. So we were flying there. So we f- had flown in done our thing and now we're heading back and a lot of times we couldn't get seats next to each other because it was weird so he's one seat one row behind me and i'm in the aisle seat and then there's a guy next to me in the other aisle seat and this gentleman was very stocky very built like a like a tank and he was wearing flip-flops and and i looked over there and i had never seen a big toe this big right (laughs) i mean it was massive so like how big give us a visual oh my brother gave me the visual so like like at the size of a flip phone like that's what i'm thinking no bigger no no it's like the size of a dog's head small dog's head (laughs) so was it long or wide or both massive massive like yeah so he gets he unbuckles his seat your brother my brother Mm -hmm. and he gets down on his knees behind the guy and he's and he grabs his wrist and he (laughs) wiggles his wrist left to right and puts it next to this big ass flip-flop was the guy sleeping yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. And he said, I can't even, I'm looking down and he's laughing and I'm laughing and, and I'm like, man, stop, stop. And it was just big, right? I'm like, man, that's a real toe. So every, for ever since then, he just grabs his wrist and wiggles <laughs> side to side and we both just lose it. So, so the story of the airline big toe. Airline big toe. So we're staying in Atlanta. So when he was living in Atlanta. Is this the same trip? Or no, is this different, different time. Okay. Now, he, this was maybe a couple of years prior. So he was living in Atlanta and he started, you know, he's a very social person if you've had the luxury of meeting him and he loves to talk. And when he would buy from people, you know, he he's one of those people that would dig a little like, hey, where, where'd you get this? Do you have more? Do you have this? And so he would make relationships based on the the fact that he can go to the same people and get things and created his own network in Atlanta. Well, two gentlemen, uh, amazing guys. I've had the privilege of meeting them, Sam and Vincent. They were Nigerians Mm -hmm. and they were selling him flea markets in Atlanta. And so he had only just met with them at the flea markets. So he's like, hey, they call him and say, hey, Rafi, we have very good things. You know, can we meet? And he's like, yeah, but my brother's coming into town, so maybe it'd be good for him to come with us. And they had some really good vintage pieces. And so he's like, hey, we're going to meet these guys at 1 o'clock at night. I said, what? 1 o'clock in the morning. 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, why? Do they have to go to work? He's like, no, I've never met them other than at the flea market, so I figured I'd try to scare them and make them think like it's a... So we're meeting two Nigerian guys underneath an underpass that was convenient to where they lived and where he lived at one o'clock in the morning to look at vintage denim. And these guys, so we, I'm worried we got there before them and we're waiting. I'm like, I don't understand this, Raf. He's like, well, I've never, I've never met them anywhere other than the flea market. So I just wanted to see if I could scare them a little bit to think like this guy's crazy. I'm like, whatever. So these two, big nigerians i mean big guys yeah they get out of the car and they're like ruffy 
why are we doing this? Man, my wife is worried. <laughs> like, what kind of person wants to meet at one o'clock in the morning? They're going to take your stuff. He's like, man, I was scared of you guys. And we all just started laughing. And, and next thing you know, we're at the Waffle House oh, eating yum. at two o'clock in the morning, laughing our asses off. And so we did do the buy. And the best part was we we taught those guys about the Rose Bowl. So when Roth left, he's like, hey, man, you guys got to just come to the Rose Bowl. And so it was nice to see that, you know, not only were we able to buy from them, but at the same time, we helped them grow their business. And they ended up coming to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> and every time, hey, one o'clock meeting. <laughs> I'm like, nah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny because, I mean, they literally just broke down as soon as like, Ruffy, why one o'clock, man? <laughs> Your brother has such an imagination. Oh, yeah. Oh, I he's mean. The, the kid slept with a bat and a machete. Well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wasn't because of Lebanon. Oh. That was the shoes. He slept with shoes for a long time because of the bombings in Lebanon when well, we were kids. Well, actually, they say but, in California, you should have shoes next to your bed in case there's an earthquake. That's great. Yeah. But no, the machete <laughs> and the bat was because of all the karate movies and all the weird movies he would watch. That I, I could not watch. You, yeah. know, you know me. I don't like scary movies. No, I know. Oh, he's too much. So the one o'clock deal. Yeah. With the vintage Nigerian dealers. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Vincent and Sam. Great guys. Do you want to do an ad read or do you want to do another story? It's up to you. How many stories do you have? I have a lot. Okay. Well, I'll do an ad read. Okay. We have a new ad read. Um, this is from our patron and longtime supporter, Chantel. So excited to have her on at the ad level. Thank you, Chantel, for your patronage. As always, we appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and read her ad for her business. Elwood I'm very impressed Vintage. with her growth. Oh, yeah. I drop in on those meetings you guys have sometimes and listen in. and Yeah. Yeah. She's very dedicated and focused. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Let me take a sip here before I do it. All right. Elwood Vintage was opened in 2016 with a dream and three t-shirts. Six years later, Elwood Vintage has the perfect piece for every occasion. Put on an Elwood Vintage tee and hear the loud guitar screaming, feel the drums beating, and you singing your heart out at your favorite 80s rock concert. We have that butter soft biker tee that will take you back to your first motorcycle ride with the wind in your hair and zero Fs given. Visit elwoodvintage.com. Don't forget about that perfect crisp pair of vintage jeans to jump into in the morning. When you buy vintage, you are buying more than the clothes. You're buying the memory and the good vibes that come. Elwood Vintage, wear them till they melt off. You know, I've seen her site and I've seen her stuff. If she was in L.A., she would kill it. She would absolutely kill it because her, the way she's curated it, it's like the best Harley T-shirts. Yes, she's the found her best, niche. Yeah, Harley, band, best, tees, denim, uh, the best lots rock of stuff. tees. And I think it's priced fair. Yeah. You know, and then she has a great taste in denim. So way to go, Chantel. Yeah, thank you, Chantel. So check out ElwoodVintage.com. Okay. Do you want to do another story? Yeah, sure. Okay. <clears throat> so when we had... Our uh, warehouse in Vernon, which was the very first time I met you, that warehouse. Yeah, so, eight years ago. Yeah, where we didn't have a restroom that was accessible. Yeah. So we had um, a porta potty out back, and you know we didn't have our big RV yet. Mm -hmm. And so my brother was like, "Hey man, I think it'd be good to get an RV." I said, "Yeah, that's cool." He's like, "So he was kind of shopping around, but at the same time, he didn't want to pay too much then." So, my cousin Harry, he's infamous for a lot of different things. He's like, yo, Artie, check it out. And he grew up in a different part of Los Angeles. So, he had a, a I would say, a San Gabriel area accent. San even Gabriel? For, yeah, San Gabriel accent. What, like East to, LA? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people think he's Mexican. I, was, I knew <laughs> yeah. where you were going with yo, that. Yeah. Yo, Artie, check it out. Yeah, so he does rims, tires, all that. He's been in the in that game. He deals with a lot of celebrities, rappers, and oh, cool. so, yeah, customizing their cards. So anyway, he's like, yeah, I, I can get I can get an RV for you guys. And so he calls him up on a Saturday. He's like, Roth, I've got an RV. It's five hundred bucks. It runs. Bucks. It runs. <laughs> uh, this guy's like, you guys can pay him. I'll drive down with him. Long story short. He shows up 
with this broken down <laughs> 1970s RV that had no brakes. And the guy inside was a tweaker and he showed up with his girlfriend. The inside of the RV was filled with Sudafed packets. Oh, Jesus. Right? So I'm looking at him like, you dumb ass. Did he drive it there? Or he the drove tweaker? it. And the tweaker was inside? Yeah. Oh, the tweaker and his girlfriend. So I'm like, so we're like trying to make polite conversation. I'm like, uh, is this yours? Do you have title? Like not trying to say he stole it. And my brother is just like, Harry, what do you think? Oh, well, we could make it work. You know, we could just rip out the carpet. I said, Rob, people are living in here. I said, these people have been in here doing drugs, man. What's wrong with you? Don't you understand what the freaking Sudafed is? And he had no clue that people bought, you know, for the oh, what the meth. Fuck? What do you think? They right. had like said, really bad allergies or something? Right. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of boxes, Jeez. right? It's like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Now you've never seen it, so, but you know the the Winnebago and making drugs in the Winnebago. Okay. And- well, this was that thing, I guess. And so anyway, he still buys it. It was 500 bucks. So the girlfriend, she's like, you guys have a lot of clothes. Like talking real fast. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we have clothes. It's like, oh, I could use really use some clothes. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. You know, is, is there something you need? I'm like, well, I could use a sweater and a shirt and just talking real fast. I'm like, okay, okay. So my brother comes and he's like, hey, uh, my brother said that you needed some clothes. He's like, oh, here's a sweatshirt. And he's trying to be nice, give her some stuff. Yeah. He goes, oh, thank you so much. I feel like I need to give you something. And and I'm standing there, <laughs> right? And he's like, oh, no, it's free. Don't worry about it. And she whipped out her tit and squirted him. No. <laughs> swear. Right? No. I'm not even kidding. No. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> and he, his face looked like, what the fuck just happened? Squirted him? Squirted him. She was lactating. So I'm That's like, what's the scary part. Right. She's fucking lactating. Right. And, I, and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and he, he turned around. He, he turned around, walked away, <laughs> and went and washed his face was in that cu- pump. Oh, my God. And, I'm feeding fucking that's <laughs> bodily fluids, man. Yeah, and I, I can't stop laughing because I've never seen cousin? shit like that in my life. My cousin was talking to the tweaker guy. Oh, no. And... <laughs> And this is on a Saturday when I get ready to pack up for the Rose Bowl. So I don't know if you remember where Roth walked you to the bathrooms. You yeah. have to walk through that. It game. was another so, business. Correct. Yeah. So I was right there at that dock loading yeah. up the Like those where your racks, dad rolling would sit. Rack. Exactly. I was rolling up, <laughs> doing all the rolling racks. And she thought that somehow a squirt of some milk was <laughs> equivalent to getting some free shit. And I, so, I, well. and my brother goes to my, he goes, he goes, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you that you would bring these people here? Yeah, like, then like what, what do you hey. do with them? He's like, hey, that's his girlfriend, man. Try to be respectful. And I'm like, so I go back. I'm like, hey, so how long you guys been together? Oh, I just met him at the gas station when he was waiting for oh. your. <laughs> so <laughs> she wasn't his girlfriend. She had just picked her up at a gas station. And brought them to our warehouse. Oh, let me tell you how. So what happened to them? Did you take them to like a homeless shelter or? God knows that. Here's your money and adios. Oh, you gave them the money. Well, yeah. Your cousin didn't take so the money. So he did buy the RV. Long story. He did buy the RV. Never, ever, ever set foot in it. It was parked out back even when you were there. And then when we moved, we had a, we just donated it to give like for scrap. I thought Just you like, had another RV there. A nicer that, one. Yeah, that was the real nice one. Oh. After that nonsense, I'm like, dude, well, Wasn't I'm there not... a nice one there when I was there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so like... the bad one was in the back where the porta potty was. Oh. In the I, back I parking lot. Yeah, we didn't, we took you to the real restroom. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Oh, LA. <laughs> oh, man. Just, but the thing was, meth was new then, so we really didn't know, but I knew, like, Hey, that's not. Mm-mm. Yeah. No es bueno. Okay. Yeah. To this day, he's like, man. <laughs> oh, poor oh. guy. <laughs> oh, he got, I mean, he got sprayed. <laughs> like there is some power behind it. Yeah. Like 
full. Oh my god. Okay. Well. All right. I got another one for and you. And no child with them. No. <sighs> so I have another one. Okay. Okay. So this one, me and Roth are very competitive, as you probably know, and uh, playing a lot of sports. It does that to you. You know, you always want to win. You always. So we would always try to just like if you play something, you play to win. That's the way it should be. You know, depends if you play with people who aren't as good, then you kind of take it easy and don't try to dominate. But we, anytime we had the opportunity to go and just either play basketball or go to the play volleyball, we would. And one of the times we're like, hey, man, let's just take a break for a couple hours and go mm -hmm. down to Huntington Beach and play some volleyball. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, man, that's cool. And we loved sand and we loved grass volleyball. Uh, so we're down there. We, we, you know, you always can pick up a game. So we picked up a game. And we're doing pretty good. And there's some guys that are just amazing. And so we try not to play on those courts. But so you try to match up with people that you can have good rallies with. And there was two guys that were like, look like our level, but weren't. And so we we played with, we're playing against them. And I was kind of, Roth is very, very good. He can hit with his left, left hit with his right. He could set. He was very good. Where me, I would, you know. I, I could dig and I could get some spikes down occasionally. Yeah. Well, one of my spikes didn't go down <laughs> and it hit one of these guys on the side of his face. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know it. Next thing you know, have you ever seen Space Odyssey? No. Okay. No. There's I like this opening scene where the caveman throws a throws a stick mm -hmm. in the air mm -hmm. or a club. Yeah. And it just spins and spins and spins as it's going up. Amazing Stanley Kubrick shot. And it turns into a satellite. Oh, okay. okay. So it's pretty cool. It's kind of like evolution. Here We started right. here, we end there kind of yeah. thing. Well, all of a sudden I see something like that spinning <laughs> in the air. Right? And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was this guy's ear. <laughs> I knocked his ear off. He had a prosthetic ear, and how the hell was I supposed to know that? I didn't know they made prosthetic ears. Yeah, he, I mean, I know they have hearing aids and stuff. Well, but. yeah, he, I, I didn't know, but... <laughs> and, and he was just fumbling around, and Roth's looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? And I'm like, I'm shocked. Like, <laughs> I've never hit a ball so hard to knock someone's ear off. Like you've always said in football. So it just was like, whoa, 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 so like going through the air. Slow motion. <laughs> Just rotating, like perfect, oh, and, he, and he's and then and he's guy. and he's reaching for it, and he grabs it. And, oh, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm so sorry." He's like, "How the fuck did you do that?" And I said, "I don't know. I didn't try to." I said, "Oh." See, I, I knew like, there's another like, story with a prosthetic part. I didn't know you had two. Like, how is that even possible? I was like, man, I am so. And so was know, there a hearing aid in it? No. It was just a fake ear. It was just a hole. He was a, he had been burned on that oh, side. Oh, God, Art. I didn't know. Oh, I don't my. know, like, who, who does that? I didn't try to Talk aim for about, anything. Like, what are the chances? What That's are the right. odds? That's right. That's what I said. You know, and it's and to this day, it stays with me. And, oh. and, it, and I start by laughing my ass off. And, and then I, you then feel I, real bad. Then I feel real bad. <laughs> then I laugh my ass off again. <laughs> then I'm like, fuck. Well, it's not me. It's not funny that he got burned and has no. a fake ear. But it's it's funny that the sense that like the odds of you doing that or that happening to anyone. Are you, you don't so even understand slim. what a horrible shot it had to be to do that. It wasn't like a great shot and he happened to be. So you hit from this angle and it hit his opponent. This year? To, but to make it to flick like that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you hit it a certain way, it's just going to drop. I mean, I played volleyball. That's one hell of a spike. Yeah. But, you know, I'm kind of a strong guy. Uh, well, yeah, I Especially mean. Especially back then, you know. But it's the angle that it had to hit to cause it to go up and spin. So that's what I'm like, you know, I'm curious about physics. I'm like, wow, that was a one in a million shot. I mean, you can even do that with a BB gun. <laughs> Oh my God. With a scope. So, wow. yeah. So, that was a. All right. To this day, Roth's like, man, you're. Who's a. We always say, who's a bigger dick? Well, you knock some guy's ear off. I said, oh, yeah. Well, you. Yeah. Well, next well, story. Next story. But we're going to do an ad read first. We have our ad for three margarites, resellers of curated finds on eBay antique, vintage, contemporary, hand smock dresses on Sunday mornings. 
Pearl snaps shirts in the same dance hall where Grandpa waltzed Granny. <coughs> a Shetland wool sweater keeps you cozy around the campfire. Chicken soup and the price is right under an heirloom Afghan. We hope you'll find these memories and more in our eBay store. Three Marguerites gladly ships overseas purchases through the eBay Global Shipping Program. That's ebay.com slash str slash three marguerites. Thank you for your patronage. Okay. Do you want a Rose Bowl story? I'm feeling or do you like wanna... Fraser Crane yeah. <laughs> doing the ads. I love it. Yeah. You're good um, at it. Um, uh, the Rose Bowl story? Yeah, I'll give you. Well, there's so many. But how yeah. about a Rose Bowl story? Yeah. I okay. have to use the restroom. Okay. You so go ahead. There's a couple months at the Rose Bowl that, you know, it seems like there was... It was always inevitable that it was going to rain. So you didn't want to overpack because it's a kind of a pain to have wet stuff. And you don't know what the turnout's going to be because, you know, the Japanese will definitely go even if it rains because they think they're going to get deals. And most of the time you would because you're like, okay, for a lot of people, it was the only time during the month to be able to sell. So the turnover, you got to, you know, you got to make your money. So there was this one Rose Bowl and me and Roth had just had a great week at the warehouse uh, selling because and we're like hey do you really want to do the rose bowl he's like no man i just not up for it i said well, you know what i've got an idea i'm not going to overpack i'm just going to take one row of racks which our truck would hold normally anywhere from if I, depending on how i did it 12 to 10 depending how full each rack was because you can do two rows of five or two rows of six when you're putting them into a bobtail. So I only did one row because it's super easy. I can keep it under the the tarp and it was super easy for me to unload because I would use a strap and then lift gate, bring it down by myself. So I'm like, all right. So I had all this space and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then usually I would have a, if Roth wouldn't come with me, I would take one of our normal Japanese clients who'd want to go in early because at the Rose Bowl, you can have, you had the chance of getting in as soon as they opened up at three, four, four thirty, depending on when they were ready to let you in. So on this occasion, I'm like, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? So all these Japanese guys were coming up saying, Atsan, can we go with you? I said, I'm sorry, I have someone. And then Atsan, I give you $50. I'm like, all right, $50, hop in the back. So this went on for an hour. By the time I was done, I had about 11 to 12 guys in the back of my truck and I've already made $600 haven't even gone in yet the Jap my Japanese guy Masa is laughing his ass off Atsan this is a very good business better than vintage clothing I'm like yeah man we got I go I got room for 10 more he's like no no too much danger danger so I go in and it's raining I barely set up the tarp and as soon as I open up the back of the thing, these guys just run out of there like they were like, escaping border patrol or something. Like immigration there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. it was hilarious. And sure enough, it rained the whole time. It, it was like a, a river, you know, that bridge that you would cross? Yeah. That thing was almost to the top. I didn't even realize it, water actually went under oh, there. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that's the runoff from those mountains and oh, the yeah, golf course Oh, yeah, because that right park there. and everything is exactly. so hilly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I had already made... Six, seven hundred bucks. Hadn't sold anything except giving people a ride. I thought it was funny. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Took advantage of a situation and you helped some people out. Maybe yeah, they, I mean, <laughs> they might not have been the most comfortable, but. <laughs> no, there's plenty of room in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the times I did a half load. Okay. So it wasn't two full trucks. It was just me doing a half by myself without Roth. Gotcha. Yeah, he missed a lot of Rose Bowls for different things and I would just do them by myself. Eh, not shocking. It worked fine. Okay, another Rose Bowl story, or do you have another ad? Uh, those are the only two ads. I do have a new patron, but we can do that after your another okay. story or two. So this one is a funny story about <clears throat> there was all kinds of characters at the Rose Bowl and all kinds of different people from different places. So there were a notorious group of French brothers who had a famous T-shirt shop on Melrose, and they were a bit abrasive just because... Of, I think a lot of it had to do a cultural thing because I understand it having come from a different like you place. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. And it rubbed people wrong, but we got it because we kind of grew up around French people. Yeah. We get it. You right. Know? A lot it's of just, French people in Beirut. Right. I mean, it's a French province for a while, right? Right. So 
we we were used to. So they come over and I and we could hear some yelling at Francisco's booth, our our friend who we used to be neighbors with. But well, we, we all talked grew about Francisco before, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He was the um, he works hard for the money. He uh-uh, uh-uh. No, he was Agador. 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 Spartacus. At the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he did not like them because he thought they were rude Mm -hmm. and that they were crude and that they would, you know, flaunt their wealth and did not want to pay for things. Mm -hmm. So they come over to us and saying, hey, your friend, he doesn't want to sell us these monkeys. (coughs) What did Francisco sell mostly? House, like decor? No, decor and and designer clothes mm, and lots mm-hmm. of dresses and really cute stuff. He had an amazing taste. So he was the original curator. Mm-hmm. Of, I mean, beautiful booth. His booth set up. You walked in, it was like a shop. He always had a boa that he's, by the end of the day, he would be wearing. Like a, oh, a feather boa. A feather boa, gotcha. yeah. Uh, that would probably, sometimes that would be the only thing he'd have on, <laughs> you know. But, so on this Did occasion. Did he have a good body? I think so for yeah. someone at, at that time, for his age, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. He, I mean, he was... I can see it. Like, I'm picturing him in my head. Yeah. But he had that, like, little stomach distension thing where it's like the weird curve where his oh. butt stuck out and his stomach was like, hey. He had like a, a pooch. Oh, like that guy skating. Yeah, like a pooch. Yeah. Do you remember that guy skating yes. on the skateboard? Yeah. Or the roller skater yes. going by? Yeah. That guy. A little pooch. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they come over and it's like... Hey, that's, and Ross like, hey, man, that's that's not like him. Francisco's a really nice guy. Yeah, but he doesn't want to sell us those monkeys. I said, well, how much do you want to pay? Like, we told him $100. What were they made out of? Oh, well, I'll get to that. Okay. So, Ross like, hey, man, I'll do it. He's a he's a nice guy. We're friends with him. He's like, oh, thank you, Rafi. So, Ralph goes over there. Hey, Francisco, uh, how, much, how much are the monkeys? It's like, they're $100. And okay, here you go. Here's a hundred dollars, and he takes them, and he gives them, and he gives them to the French guys. They say thank you, mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. Everybody's mm-hmm. happy, right? Yeah. No. Twenty minutes later, Francisco comes. You know, I need to tell you something. <laughs> I'm very offended, and Ross like, what do you mean? He goes, um, those weren't monkeys. Those were two sleeping Mexicans. Oh, geez. yeah. And Ross like, what? He's the, like, hey, the man. siesta statues. I don't know what they are. So, I mean, they're not very nice statues, but yeah. they're, it's a Mexican guy with his head down and he's yeah, taking that's a nap. It. Exactly. But my question so, is, here's the thing. Like, I've never not known what those are. Were they made out of some odd material? Like, were they marble? Were they ceramic? Because no, the ceramic no. ones, you can tell what okay. they are. So, they were probably being dicks. Yes. and But at the same time, I didn't get a good look at them. But if you've if you've been to the border and you've bought and stuff, the quality of the production. There was a time where they had uh, Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson <laughs> was darker than me. I was darker than the Michael Jordan ones. So the quality <laughs> wasn't. Th- I'm not even kidding you. You know they. Yeah, and but they, I wouldn't they, think that Francisco would be, would be selling like cheapy stuff based off of what you said about his taste. Yeah, but at the same time, no, no, no. See, that's the thing. They weren't at that time. They were good. Now they're horrible. The quality oh. has changed quite a bit. I'm going, this is early 2000s. So you're talking about 20. Yeah. So my brother's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I just, oh, yeah. I, just, well, just I didn't even look at him. I just handed it to him. Yeah. yeah, he just thought, because there was those monkeys. You remember the monkeys? Hear yeah. no evil, yes. see no evil? Yeah, of course. So, There's a lot of statues So we've seen like those. But at the same time, and I mean, and then he goes, okay, okay, I believe you. You, you guys are good. Yeah, there's just like this weird, God, they have, people had them where I grew up and there were no Mexican people where I grew up, but people would have the Mexican guy with the donkey and like you'd put flowers in the back of the donkey's cart. There was the Mexican guy taking a siesta and then there were the really, really, the really. The apple ones. Well, I was going to say the really racist like mammy statues, like the little black kid with like a big piece of watermelon and stuff like that. They, so. they had those here too. Oh, really? I oh, didn't know yeah. it was like an East Coast oh, thing yeah. or what? Because I don't, I mean, thank God I don't see them here. But. No, I think people have gotten aware. I think like that's something that should not be sold. Yeah. I, I'm it's 100% like, behind that. You could put a bird I mean, or a turtle statue in your yard. Why exactly. do you need that? Yeah, you don't need that. No. Right. Oh, gosh. Well, poor Francisco. At least he got some money, I guess. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, we've had so many funny interactions with him so he knew how we are so he he realized okay these guys aren't like this yeah yeah 
Um, I'm going to do the patron read if you don't mind. No, go ahead. I'm gonna. So we have one new patron, um, and it's really cool. This is actually a patron uh, that doesn't sell vintage. Oh, wow. I think probably the first time that's ever happened. And I'm sure they probably appreciate vintage because they're listening to the podcast, um, but not outright selling it, at least that I can see. Um, they do a lot of custom based signage, really pretty signs for like events and restaurants and stuff. They have um, an Etsy shop um, and they are based out of Sacramento. And the Instagram account is at honey and heart CC. And the business is honey and heart. I believe it's custom creations or custom i didn't see the cc i was trying to read it on their logo um but it's really cool like if you're looking for some unique signage uh for your your business your vintage business maybe they can hook you up i really like some of the stuff that they do um i think i saw something it was like a drink menu like an uh, alcoholic beverage menu or something like that so I, th I thought that was really cool um but they are a new patron so thank you so much honey and heart cc for your patronage and at the at this moment they do not have a um a burning a burning question for art they they hit pause on that and they're going to come back so no no burning question there at the moment but we thank you for your patronage and before i go back into art's remaining stories i'm just going to do our patron program notes so we have a five dollar level and five dollar level is great if you find value in our social media content if you find value in our newsletter if you find value in our podcast episodes it's a nice way to say thank you um even if you just want to say thank you to art and i you know for years of free content our time whatever it may be people have different reasons for doing it and i've heard different reasons but the five dollar level includes an on-air shout out whether it's for your personal uh if you want to do like a personal social media pot or um, page or your business whatever one you want you get to ask art a burning question, which you don't have to do right away. There's no pressure there. And you get two bonus episodes a month, and art has committed to doing more bonus episodes with me. He has. Next week, we're going to do one. Well, art won't be here, and I will, and we're going to try and do one remotely. So that'll be fun. And uh, our $20 level is strictly an ad level. You uh, get a 30 to 60 second ad twice a month. Keep in mind, we do two episodes that are available to the public in, during the month and you get an ad read. As long as you want to do it, you can cancel at any time, but it's $20 a month to have your ad read on the show. Great for people who sell both domestically and internationally because not only do we have a large audience within the United States, but we have a large audience within North America and Europe, Australia, New Zealand, etc. And then the $25 level is all the benefits of the $5 level. And you get to participate in our text mentoring via the Nudge app. You get to ask two um, burning questions a month based off of questions you may have about your vintage business. And it's really great for people who aren't ready to commit to one-on-one -on -one video sessions yet. It's a more affordable way to do it. And uh, you also get access to the bonus episodes. You get a burning question for art and an on-air shout out with the $25 level. And there are spots open there. So patron.podbean.com slash my best vintage life podcast to join the patron program and once again our mentor sessions are now available through our website and are no longer part of the patron program that's all i have for patron this week art it's back to you well thank you so we're gonna go to uh a rose bowl warehouse event so at the rose bowl we made a lot of friends and this particular friend of ours, uh, our father actually introduced him because he met our dad at a Las Vegas swap meet. Okay. And then he told us about him and he told, and then so he found us when he came to sell at the Rose Bowl. And he was directly across from us for about five to eight years. And he started out a real nice, humble guy. Mm -hmm. And eventually uh, the fame overtook the cool, nice guy. The ego. The ego, yeah, definitely. I mean, he even got to the point where he wanted to be referred to as Indiana Jeans. Oh. Yeah. Instead of Indiana, you know. The great, <laughs> the vintage archaeologist. You, yeah. every name you could think of. So he even had a show on TV for a while. So, but before all that, he was a really good dude. And we enjoyed hanging out with him. And, and he was very competitive. And he'd always want to tell us that he played football in high school. He played hockey. He did this. And he was a real tough guy. So, you yeah, know, 
the Baz brothers aren't going to stand for that. We're going to show you. Oh, you we and your do brother that too. both played football as well. Right. And we, we like to have fun. I mean, we at the Rose Bowl, we, we took out ping pong tables. We brought footballs. We brought Frisbees. We just, you know, sometimes there's like a lull. And in order to get your brain and body going, you need to kind of run around and do something. You know, just change it up a bit. You know, I'm not, that's why I don't have a store. I can't just sit there. I have to be doing something. As not that people who have stores just no. Sit it's there. everybody. Everybody's it's different personality. Yeah, for you exactly, yeah. and that's why I chose this. Yeah, yeah. Don't try to fit into something that's not you. Obviously not. So he's like, so we were throwing a football. He's like, I can throw a football. I'm like, okay. Do you want to play catch? He goes, yeah. And my brother's like, an Armenian tells me like, watch this. And so we played. We used to play this game. It's kind of like a version of chicken, where you're about twenty yards apart, and you chuck the football at each other as hard as you can. Then you take a step in after you catch it. Loser is the one who drops it. So, Roth decides to play catch, and he's throwing it, in and his throws are pretty weak. And so Roth, and so he after like three, he's like, and then an Armenian he winks at me, and he throws this, throws the football perfectly right at his chest, and it goes right through his hands and hits him right in his chest. He drops straight to his knees, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, are you all right? I didn't mean to throw it so hard. He's like, hey, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> what position did your brother play? Uh, he played fullback and linebacker. Okay. Yeah. Whereas I played, uh, I was a defensive lineman, linebacker, guard, and I did all the kicking too. So, so. it was a lot of fun. So we're not quarterbacks, but we're right. athletes. Yeah. You, you should be able to throw a football, right? And it just went and just... I mean, literally, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, I hope it didn't collapse as long because it was like, because like air was just rushing out of him and he's <laughs> gasping. So you would think that would be the end of it, right? So he's all. Did it collapse as long? Pretty close to it. Yeah. He, he was okay oh after like 10 God. minutes after getting him up. So another time he, sometimes he'd like to come to our warehouse first prior to setting up. the. So he would come on a Saturday and so this was maybe three to six months after. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, you got lucky with that football. He's like, come on, man. Just let he's it like, go. yeah, just let it go. He's like, no, you know, you guys are sissies because oh, you don't play hockey. Oh. I'm like, well, you know, we, we weren't exposed. There wasn't much ice rinks in Lebanon. You know, we're busy dodging hangar nades, you fool. Um, and here, you know, it wasn't something that we could get into. Not a big sport in California. At that time, no. This yeah. is pre-Gretzky coming to the Kings. Yeah. So... Like, okay, what do you what do you guys do in hockey? Roth says, Well, you know, you you shoulder up, you hip check. He's like, You want to shoulder up? He's like, Yeah, yeah. So what he goes, so <clears throat> so they you basically hit shoulders against each other, right? I, I know. Okay. So Roth and him hit shoulders. Next thing you know, he dislocates a shoulder. Oh my god. He knocked the shit out of his shoulder. Roth's solid. No, don't be fooled by his, you know. Even though well, I'm he's in bigger. really good shape now. Yeah. yeah. So, but he's a solid guy. I mean, he uses that nose like a battering ram. <laughs> so he shoulder and he just, and he's like, ah! <laughs> and so I'd already finished chiropractic school. I go over there and palpate it. I'm like, hey, dude, your shoulder's dislocated. Oh, pop it in, pop it in. I'm like, all right. So I, I take him to the wall uh -huh. and put it and just <laughs> pop it right back uh -huh. in. And I'm like, are you done? Talk are about a glutton for. Oh, punishment masochist oh you name it you name it i mean he he was always trying to come up with ways to beat us at something and he just couldn't do it and that's what made it funny because it drove him nuts <sighs> you guys got to come out to colorado and skate i'm like no we don't need to skate <laughs> he thinks he can skate oh he can skate yeah he's a good hockey player blade or rollerblade skate roller or blades blades oh okay. yeah he's, oh. he's originally from new jersey I'll show him up on the place. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But it's just, you know, it's just funny. Uh, you know, New deep down, deep Ugh. down, when you get past all the fluff he's created for himself, he's a good dude. Good family yeah. man. All right. Well, is that it for your stories? I have one more. What is it? We'll end with, uh, okay, so. When we're when you're in industrial areas, you're gonna see things and people. You're gonna see different people with, with uh, you know, different lines of work. And in industrial areas, so at our different locations at our warehouses, Roth and I have seen different things. Uh, like 
at my Fresno location downtown, one time there's a guy pulled up into my driveway and was wanting to go looking through my trash so, to see what he can scrap for scrap metal. So I came out and I'm just to let him know like, hey, yeah, no problem. But then I noticed something in his truck that caught my eye. Yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, what are you doing with that? He goes, well, I'm going to scrap it for the aluminum. I said, how about I give you five bucks for this and you can help yourself to whatever you want. He's like, okay. And so what it was, was it was the actual old scoreboard from where the Fresno Giants played mm-hmm. at a different park. And the Fresno Giants were the AAA minor league team for the San Francisco Giants. Oh, okay. So I still have that. That's the thing that hangs above the oh, electrical no cabinet. Shit. Yeah. Wow. So I got that from a guy who was about to scrap it for the aluminum. Wow. Yeah. So another time down at our Sun Valley warehouse, one of our earliest warehouses, super small, it was barely 4,000 square feet. It was tiny, right? Uh, I wasn't there. My brother sees a guy with a bunch of metal cages in the back of a flatbed truck and he kind of waves them down and the cages we needed like sorting bins and but these were intended for like heavy metal parts and engines because they were very industrial and it's a time where the industrial stuff was really cool 19 i want to say this has got to be 99 or 2001 ish around Mm -hmm. that time Mm -hmm. so that's the whole galvanized metal you know barns and all that so he's like oh this would be great sorting bins so my dad's there with him and this guy gets out hop like hot roughs describing it my dad's describing it. he's like hopping along and he he's like yeah i'm selling these they're 50 dollars each he's like all right well how much for 10 of them he's like so they negotiated a deal so these things are heavy, and so they're trying to get them down. And they were, he's like, hey, man, do you have a forklift you can get? He goes, oh, no, no, you don't need the forklift. We can just grab them and do them. Oh, right? God. <clears throat> Next thing you know, they get the first one down, no problem. Get it out of the way. And my dad's out there with them. The sec- as soon as they get the second one, the guy twists a little bit uh-huh. or Roth moves too fast. And, oh and he, out of nowhere, he lost his leg. Oh, the leg guy. Yeah. Oh, so, I thought that was the sandwich guy. It's the same guy. Oh, but he, so, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so his leg and he falls and his leg is stuck with the cage. It oh attached. He had a metal leg underneath oh. his pants and somehow it's snagged. And Ro- and Roth's just freaking out. He's telling me my dad's like, hey, he trying fall? to help him. Oh, he fell. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> And, but he's, you know, trying to do the whole thing with like the ear guy. Oh, like pretend like it never happened. Nobody saw it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, I wish I was there for it. But Maroth describing it just, he's like, man, it took every ounce not to just lose it. Like <laughs> I didn't think, I was yeah. thinking he had a bad hip. I didn't know he had a missing leg. Oh, didn't your brother put like pressure on him or something? Or was it because they were lifting the cage? They were lifting the okay. cage. And yeah. I always thought it's because your brother leaned on him. No, no, he, yeah. But so, your dad made him. Get, yeah. So yeah. my dad's like feeling bad. So they get the stuff. He's like, yells at my, my brother. Like, why didn't you get the forklift off? Why are you being lazy? You should have helped this guy. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know he didn't have a leg. And so, <laughs> God. yeah. So, so my dad wants to always like be a concierge of sorts. He likes to give people paklava or whatever. So he saw, he tells him, Hey buddy, are you hungry? Yeah, yes, sir. He's like, I make you a very good sandwich. So uh, it was one of the rare occasions there wasn't any leftovers from my mom or there wasn't any lunch meats because we were always had lunch meats, you know, at least some martadella, cheese, something so you could always make a quick sandwich. So there's nothing. So he makes him a mustard and pickle sandwich. Oh, God. <laughs> and just on a pocket bread. Not even like, you know, Wonder mustard Bread or anything. Mustard and pickles. Mustard and pickles. That sounds like your nightmare. Oh, my God. And when Ralph told me, I'm like, did this guy throw up? He just thought that it was the mo- craziest thing. And he actually came back like probably three or four times bringing stuff to him Aww. now that he knew. Yeah. You want to tell the goats? No, the goats. Everybody knows the goats. No. Chris claims I, you never did the goats. So Come let's on, finish Chris. with the goats. All right. All right. The goats. On one of our trips, famous trips down to the south where we hit Alabama, Tennessee and all that. We rented a minivan and planning a trip with my brother would absolutely drive Bridget crazy. Oh, I can't even imagine. Because there is no planning. (laughs) There is absolutely no planning on this one trip alone. 
I flew in at red. I got in at one thirty in the morning. He picks me up at the airport and we drive to from Atlanta, drive to Greenville, South Carolina, because there's a flea market in the morning. And, you know, so I'm thinking while we're driving, hey, man, I'm like, uh, are we close? He's like, no, we're about an hour away. I said, OK, so we're going to get a hotel. He's like, oh, no need to get a hotel. We're going to be up in three hours anyway. I'm like, so what are we doing? He's like, oh, we'll just sleep in the car. I said, man, I would really like to take in a shower. He's like, oh, we'll be good. Don't worry. So we drive to that place, park at the, where you're supposed to park, you know, for the swap meet. And I wake up and there's an old man with his pants down, peeing right at the car. Like his back is into me. So I'm like, Jesus, man, you got to wake up to this. I was like, oh, that sucked. So same trip. So now we leave South Carolina drive down through Georgia, head to Alabama, where Roth meets one of his guys that he used to buy things at the flea market. Mm -hmm. And this guy was the an original black cowboy. Oh, cool. Yeah. He had horses. He had 40 acres and he had a dog, goats, you name it. But he had cowboy boots for us. So mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh, this guy sells cowboy boots and he's in the business selling stuff. That's how Roth knows him. Assuming that's what it is. Next thing you know, we're in his motorhome going in his closet oh, to get cowboy boots. And I'm telling him an Armenian, did you not ask him if these were his boots? We're buying this man's boots? Or are we, you know, what <laughs> is wrong he, with he you? He doesn't have a surplus of yeah, boots. Yeah, we're buying this man's boots. Aww. And as we're taking a step, Roth falls right <sighs> through the floor. floor Jesus. Right? So I'm like, man, event after event. So we're like... Finally, I'm like, all right, thank you. We bought bought a lot of his boots, and we're about to leave. And then Roth had, uh, the, the guy had like maybe 20 or 30 goats, and he had, Roth had been playing with the goats, but he forgot to lock the door, and they all started coming to him, so and they, they surrounded him. They were in an enclosure. They were in an enclosure, and yeah. they just surrounded him. And then all of a sudden, the cowboy comes out, and he tells his dog, go get them goats out of there. And the dog went over there and herded those goats. Yeah. He was a red dog. And he put them back in their pen. And Ralph's like, man, this trip is jinx. We need to. Doomed. <laughs> oh, there's there's like at least 10 other things that happened that trip that were just <sighs> unreal. You guys have some of the craziest luck. Oh, that was the same one. He almost blew himself up oh, at that fireplace yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah, the, the paint. The paint, yeah. <laughs> it's shooting up like a firework. Oh. All right. Well, happy birthday, Art. Well, Thanks thank for you. sharing your stories with us. Well, thank you for allowing me to. Appreciate Hope it. Hope you guys were entertained. <laughs> Time to eat lunch. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, be kind. Don't be basic. And don't be basic. Bye.